This is BYBW, the sports gambling podcast that wants to hand it to Senator Richard Burr, who is presenting a horseshit bill to tax college athletes NIL money. Thanks, Rich, for focusing on the things that matter and also solving the conundrum of who do we start with when we want to inevitably eat the rich. Fuck his insider trading ass, and I'm Joe Public, <laughs> and we have a huge slate of it uh, this week. I'm so excited about it. We're going to start things off with our big rubber. Uh, Rayman, why do you call it the big rubber? I, I, I can't follow that, Joe, and I don't deserve to tout it right now. So I'm going to put my energy this week into getting the picks right and skip the song and dance. After all, I'm in Napa trying Thank to get you. my mind right. And the wine is not cheap, even though this is in France. Terrible rhyme. So let's get a winner and finance this sheesh. Lock it up. Drink it down. Lock the week. Rain bunny, baby. We need it. Yep, that was C minus. I do hope the pick is better. What is your lock of the week? What is your big rubber? And for the second disappointment of the podcast, Southern Miss plus two and a half at Rice is the big rubber. You the theme of the week, asshole. Stick with me. The theme of the week is dogs who will outright, and Southern Miss is the first one to do it. Yeah, I think the theme of the week is also games I don't want to fucking watch. Capper, what is your big rubber this week? Maryland plus 3.5 versus Iowa. Talia Tungo Vailoa. Uh, I mean, also a C-minus effort, but we'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. You really tried to go, really try to go syllable by syllable there, huh? Listen, man, this is the real Coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. BYBW. Check your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. This is BYBW. Uh, joined by Rayman Capper. You can follow us on social media at BYBW Podcasts on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, I, create, I create a YouTube page, but I don't update it that often. Who's watching a podcast on YouTube these days, right? These youths. These youths. The kids. I don't get it. I the don't kids get it. love it. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get better about it. Uh, we, I, I, so usually we just have a general topic, but this week we're just going to go right into our celebrity cameo, which Kaffer ordered, and he informed us that this cameo is uh, a full meal. It's a lot. Um, we have got a very special guest, a legend in the gambling community. I'm so Somebody excited. I love and aspire to. Um, I watched the cameo. It is a lot. Like, you have to sit down and get popcorn and so should we get seated big gulp sodas it's just it's a a lot but i needed somebody who actually knew what they were talking about when it comes to football because we clearly don't after last week's performance (laughs) hey i had Uh, a four teamer buddy hey two two i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm talking about the talent here not the producer thank you um Wow. Chris Felica, the bear, joining oh, wow. us. The first time I've ever seen him on Cameo, and so I had to nab him. Um, but it's a lot, and Let's I respect that. Let's get to it. Hey, guys. Chris Felica, the bear from College Game Day, checking in. Uh, little Ole Miss Alabama thoughts for the upcoming weekend. I mean, I, I, it, it's, it's hard because – Everything makes you want to take he's, he's gonna do Ole Miss this. plus the points. But at the same time, there's just a little something in my head, uh, w- w- which is saying you've got Ole Miss and then you got Arkansas as well. 
going on the road in a true road game for the first time this year, going up against the two best teams in college football. Um, That's a tall ask. Uh, That's giving me a little bit of hesitation. But at the same time, uh, you've got an Ole Miss offense that last year put up a bunch of points and yards on Alabama. And and seeing Ole Miss in person the first game of of the year, uh, I did that Louisville game with uh, with Kirk and Reese on the call. I haven't been had my opinion Name of drop, the team classic. change more from what I thought they were to what they actually were uh, in in one game than, than the Rebels. I, I was a not only more impressed with Corral in person than, than I this was. This is people I listen. People He's listen kinda, to BYBW. Kinda, so kinda they can like listen the, to the Bear without the, Stanford Steve. The, 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 the mo that like John Rice Plumley was the uh, was the don't running guy. Stanford Steve. I don't even really mean that. Runner, he is much more athletic and much more of a runner uh, than I thought he was. Uh, and, and then on the flip side, the Ole Miss defense, uh, in the last year they were just laughable. Uh, it was an embarrassingly bad performance. But uh, DJ Durkin and that group, they've really – So what's the visual uh, on this sure. cameo? Is he like on a couch? Portal. They've got some impact players oh, on, he's the, just on there. that defense now. <laughs> he's, he's they should it. probably put forth a, a, a much better effort. But at the same time, I just don't know – uh, if I can take the Rebels plus the points, because uh, you probably missed the best number, and, and I don't want to take 14, 14 and a half now uh, when, when I know I could have had north See, of 15 that's a real gambling right so, there. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is A plus right effort. now, if I had to play it, He's I like, would lean towards laying no, the points with the Crimson I'm Tide. Gonna, I'm not going to give um, you one. But certainly no wouldn't argue against Chris. anybody that thinks that uh, that Lane Kiffin and that offense can uh, can create some havoc on that Alabama defense. Um, the one game I do like this weekend is Wisconsin against Michigan. Uh, I, I think you've got the, the, the old narrative of the unranked team uh, favored over the ranked team, uh, and that's always a, a very good system play to look at. But not only that, uh, you've got the, the evidence on the field, I think. Uh, I liked Michigan last week against Rutgers, and it looked like at halftime it was on its way to keep going, isn't it? Like that. <laughs> And then whatever Greg Shiano and that staff did at halftime. Should we just invite him onto the podcast? Uh, it was unbelievable. I think, they, I think they outgained Michigan like 230 to 43, whatever it was in the second half. McNamara uh, was just one of five. So I, I, I don't want to say the book is out, but but I think if if teams just I'd gang kill, up on the I'd run, to have force McNamara like, to try and so beat good. them, I'm not it's sure. It's such a good breakdown uh, Without Ronnie Bell that he can. And remember, this is a Wisconsin defense, too, that – only Georgia has allowed fewer offensive touchdowns than, than the Badgers. Uh, Mertz has been terrible. Uh, special teams have, have been not been great, uh, but this is a, this is a game where I think Wisconsin does uh, get the win. But USC, I don't know uh, really where you go from USC. here. Obviously, I think you need somebody who uh, is familiar with the conference. So I, I asked him who uh, his ideal candidate out there, is for USC. Uh, can be. Both kind a, of a disciplinarian, but still create a very a energetic, exciting atmosphere. Whoever takes that job is going to need to really do a uh, an overhaul on recruiting in the area because the recruiting has taken a uh, a massive, massive uh, fallback uh, with Clay Helton and the staff that he put Accurate. together the last couple of years. Uh, just spitballing off the top of my head. Um, the, the first I guy I'm, I'm going to say, and who knows if he's available, uh, is Matt Rule. I, I love Matt Rule. I, I hope one day he'll get back into the college game. Uh, who knows if he love wants bear, to. That's, he's got a pretty no good job right now with the Carolina Panthers, and 
uh, off to a three and zero start, and they may be headed to the playoffs, which would likely put him in a hard situ- hard spot uh, if he got offered the SE job. I don't even know if he's even had <laughs> no it. shit, but uh, it might just not be a uh, love a the good bear fit there. Right? Obviously, James happen. Franklin is someone whose na- whose name has been out now there quite a bit. Um, he recruits well. Uh, he has that persona to create. Uh, excitement this guy just loves doing uh, around the program, so I think he, he would he certainly loves college be football. someone like, that would, uh, would 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 garner some interest at SC. And, and I think the obvious name that everybody's pointing to is Luke Fickle, uh, just because of the relationship with so uh, with Mike Bone, the AD there, being at Cincinnati. But is Luke going to be able to go out there and recruit West Coast, Los Angeles? I, I don't know. It just feels like I, just like Luke Fickle is more of a. A Big Ten type coach, just like Luke Fickle was born uh, to he is recruit a in the Midwest. Coach. Maybe the I'm totally bear was born to talk about wrong college in that assessment. Uh, <laughs> like, maybe he op- would be a candidate opened up to do a, a can great of worms, job there. Obviously. But if I if I were Mike Barr, the, I think the first here. call I would make uh, would be to Matt Rule. Hope uh, hope that was a little informative there, and I dropped a little bit of knowledge out there for you. I'd call so, Saban. Uh, appreciate you reaching out, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the podcast and reading the column and. Uh, watching college game day and hope everybody there has a great weekend what a legend we love the bear we love the I'm, bear I'm like blown the, away. the bear is just a hero in the gambling community to me so i'm blown away by this fucking guy uh, i like uh, unquestionably the best bang for your buck cameo we've ever seen in the podcast history it's not like even close six minutes long and you're just having a good time. You know what I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do right now. I'm gonna to Request show like another. what we're used to. I'm gonna play the Bam Margera cameo again. <laughs> and let's just. This is what we usually get on cameo. So this is hey, uh, this is one of our no first cameos. All right, Rain Man, Caper Joe, and uh, this book by Banger and Boogie Woogie. Um, I'm just pick the game. Michigan, oh, no. 4.5 Iowa. I'm gonna pick Michigan. Also, no jackasses, and despite the caper's hot start, I guess I'm going to have to go with jackasses. He screams jackass. Also, tell <laughs> stop being parlays, worried about him, and with everyone rain money, baby. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right ones. Rock and roll. Oh, my Rock God. I forgot. I forgot how aggressive that one was. So who did um, it better? Who was the better cameo? Lord. I hope he's okay. Is he okay? I think he is. He was actually kicked out of Jackass Uh, 4 because he's on the road to recovery. (laughs) And uh, everyone else who produces Jackass was worried about him. So they didn't let him in the movie and he sued. I think uh, my understanding is he's had probably for his mental health and like Johnny Knoxville looking out for Bam. I wasn't trying to to strum up a Bam Margera conversation. I was more trying to point out usually that's what we're that's sort of the quality we're used to, and the bear kind of over delivered. I would say. Uh, I I guess like I here's what I want to because I was going to bring this up during the squeeze pick, so we can just talk about now since neither of you actually have this as one of your weekly picks. Uh, The Ole Miss Bama game. Um, So my pick that I like for it is I like an alt line of Ole Miss plus ten and a half plus one forty five. I think if they're going to keep it within 14, they'll keep it within 10. Uh, I don't think there's much of a difference there to me. But uh, do you guys have a read? Like, because neither of you guys picked this one. Do you guys have it's, a read? It's one, one of those other? games. It's impossible to pick. Is Ole Miss winning the game perceivable? Absolutely, with that offense, Matt Corral, Heisman Trophy writes itself. But 
Bama always covers these spreads, so like you can't bet against them either. So I just can't touch it. I'm I'm fine taking alt light plays here. Try to try to hit some big. Yeah, I th- I think the scary thing here is how good Saban is against his assistant former assistant coaches and Kiffin's no exception. He has dominated. Kiffin yeah, I think I'd be more likely to take like a Bama minus twenty played. than a. Uh, I guess going like, the other way. They the did line put, itself is kind of crazy. Like I mean, I think everyone's touched on that but my i guess like here's one thing is just like i do think and this was a thing that bear mentioned uh old miss won that game against louisville on national tv on a monday night when the nfl wasn't going on and everyone watched it and they got a ton of juice because of that um so i can see this idea that maybe people are inflating what they actually are i do like that uh kiffin hired basically like recreate the defense specifically for what bothers Bama. Um, like they kind yeah. of have an annoying defense and I think they should be able to score. Like, I think if there is a weak link on Bama, I think they it's score. their defense. Um, and like, uh, la- like their defense improve, like, I, you know, it's Bama, but, uh, I think what you're worried about with a, with a two touchdown spread is like that late touchdown. That's like, you, you you're winning the game comfortably by 10 to 14 and then you know you're driving down the field to just put it away and i think bama is the most capable team of doing that in the country yeah or what bama just uh, is being seven points better every quarter yeah it's um, we've seen it so many times i guess like we've just we're what we've watched a year where ohio we're banking state, on it not happening anymore ohio state <laughs> right hasn't now. looked that sharp clemson hasn't looked that sharp nobody has looked that sharp bama hasn't either they bama almost got beat that. by florida bama in the fourth quarter in that game so. have that's it yeah i think uh i guess that's the thing it's like if florida does pull that out is this an eight point spread yeah absolutely but they didn't Probably. But they didn't. But they didn't. But they Winning didn't. on the road and against the top 10 happens, team. Then what happens when it's an eight-point spread? You hammer that shit, don't you? Yep. Uh, in, in my case, I, I lose more money on it. Uh, you know what? I think uh, th- we have a lot of games to cover, so we're going to get to the to the real meat of it, even though I think the bear, if you guys just want to listen to that part of the podcast, we frankly understand. That was delightful. Um, but now let's get to uh, the picks that really matter, the weekly. Rock and roll. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was what he signed off with. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. roll. <laughs> Rock and roll. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Rock and roll. Winners, 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 winners. I feel 10 feet tall right now. The weakness. As strong as an ox. All right, this is the weekly. These are the picks that matter, the picks that count, the picks that make you money. Uh, last week, Rain Man had the superior record, so regretfully, we're going to have to start with this trash game you're picking, which is Southern Miss plus two and a half at Rice, a scrappy Rice team that I kind of liked before the season started. I think. Oh, I love that you just had, said that, Joe. They've had I a bad run. Why do you love this? Why do you love this game? Well, I'll get to that in a second, but the first, the theme of the week, and this is important: it's dogs who will outright. So, not only am I recommending these four picks on the spread. I'm recommending all of them on the money line. They're all going to be dogs, and they're all going to win the game. And that's why this week is so special to us. Uh, no, the reason why I like the fact that you mentioned the Rice statement is because 
everyone was on Rice. Like, literally the entire country, they were beating Arkansas at the first half. And it was like, oh, my God, Rice beating Arkansas. They didn't even cover the game, right? So if you take those two halves out, this Rice team has been terrible. They were terrible in the second half against Arkansas. They uh, lost to Houston 44-7. They lost to Texas 59-0. to Sure, they beat Texas Southern. That's not a real football team. And there is no reason to think that Rice should be able to beat Southern Miss uh, after their poor performance. So take the points. Who cares? It's on the road. There's no home field advantage at Rice University. So, yeah, Southern Miss. Uh, I guess, Ray, man, one follow-up. Can you ballpark how many glasses of wine you've drunk today? Seven. I don't need a ballpark. <laughs> I'm going to take the it's over. It'll be, it'll be eight to nine <laughs> by the end. It's a cold hard fact. Uh, S&P um, Plus and FPI also like Southern Miss outright. Frank Gore Jr. on Southern Miss. That's kind of fun. Why not? So why is Southern Miss getting points here? Uh, I have no idea. There's also reverse line movement on them to the public's on rights. I think it's because they had such a good first half against Arkansas week one and everyone just got on them. Uh, no, you, found, you couldn't you tell you otherwise. It makes no sense. This line, this line makes no sense. Also, remember when you made fun of me last week with the Alu Gobi game where we took our potatoes and our cauliflower? And guess what? UNT covered. Southern Miss is going to cover too. Uh, I don't are know. You small, I, you're like a small cap guy now. Maybe. You are. You only, find the crumbs. Rayman's all, about, Rayman's all about these pink sheet games. Uh, OTC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm moving out to Long Island and buying pink sheets. Yeah, yeah, you're like the fucking Wolf of Wall Street feeding this shit to our audience. Uh, Let's go. Uh, Capper, what is your... Your Big Rubber is a game that I think is just the lock of the fucking century. And no world... So you got... uh, It's Maryland getting three and a half. An undefeated Maryland getting three and a half at home on a Friday night against Iowa the week before Iowa plays Penn State. And they're honoring the wire guy. It's good. They're all wearing. It's going to be a blackout. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's amazing. They're, they're going to be like wearing shirts that like Omar's honor coming. Omar. There seems like a zero percent chance that Maryland doesn't cover in this spot. But I want to hear sort of what you're. I was going to come out the king. Best not miss. It best not miss. What's um, your what's your what's your feel here? I mean, I think you start with Talia Tungavalaya. Tungo Vailoa. Oh, uh, fuck, you're embarrassing. Jesus. T- Vailoa. His brother's in the NFL now. The name gets said all the time. You got to be I, better. I am on zero glasses of wine currently. Um, <laughs> but 75% completion percentage this season, 10 touchdowns yep. to one interceptions, averaging over nine yards per attempt. Um, just an electric player. He's got a ton of talent around him on that offensive line at wide receiver position. Like I think they just can do enough here to get out to an early lead against Iowa and Iowa can't play from behind. They're horrible. They're so bad. Iowa's horrible. Like, yes, they're so bad offensively, offensively, offensively. The narrative that Iowa's not that good is bullshit. And I don't know how it got created. No, it's not. They're a fucking good team. They beat Iowa state. Dude, it was September, not October. Here's here's what I'll say. I think Iowa is a good team, but similar to the Wisconsin Notre Dame game, I don't think Iowa is an explosive team, and I think Maryland is an explosive team. That's true. They're not explosive, and that will be that will perhaps be the advantage here. If if Maryland, if so, Iowa is going to be a stout defense, but if Maryland has juice and they can get up big. I'm not to to Capper's point. I'm not. I don't like Iowa's ability to fight back in the game. Although in the trenches, 
the trenches they're very good i know they have like an all-american center they always have those corn-fed motherfuckers that just like push everyone around they 3d print those guys at iowa iowa is always good i was always good in the trenches that's correct yeah yes but who is playing quarterback for iowa spencer petrus he is horrific there are there's only one quarterback i'm going to mention this podcast that is worse than spencer petrus 60 under 60 percent completion this season six yards in attempt horrible schedule they, yeah, i know they great. beat iowa state but like they just have they haven't been good like they just they've and beat up on Indiana. Really bad teams so far um I, d- I don't necessarily think maryland's a world beater here but like i think they are way better on on offense than, than iowa is on defense and iowa can do nothing on offense against this maryland defense like they're just they're just like there's nothing there so when you're getting points at home against a team that i think everyone expects to win the game outright like this is like cut and dried to me like this is you lock it up it's over it's done maryland's not gonna lose this game the maryland defense i'm not like the maryland defense i'm not crazy about it's top 40 efficiency wise and i know they haven't played anybody either yes they're number 40 top 40 love top 40 Look uh, it up. i i do think i i was honestly impressed by their win last week against kent state where they covered because kent state's a really good mid-major team might be a hint for later in the podcast <laughs> uh but i, do, I actually looked at so that game my, my read uh they did beat west virginia they scored on west virginia more importantly in west virginia uh someone last week brought up that west virginia had a really good defensive line that could get after the quarterback and that might cause uh OU some problems i forgot who brought that oh that was me uh and i, I, talk I about think... la- i'm not here to talk about the past i know you aren't you definitely are i will not uh, self-incriminate i i believe that we're all sort of in agreement here i think the way i can see a world where iowa grinds us out but this feels like a game where if Maryland plays really fast, I think they win the game, and they should have the juice to play really fast in this spot. I think it's so funny because Mike Loxley like said very recently that he's tired, like tired of playing the Big Ten Friday night game, but like they've gotten a ton of good recruits the last few years because like they're a prominent like out in front program because they're playing these games. So like I think this is like a very big moment for them like that program i know they've gone through a lot of shit in the last few years but like if they pull out a win here friday night lights like this is this is a stepping stone for mike loxley in that program and i think like i think they'll handle that opportunity accordingly and then they get to uh play ohio state the next week and lose all that progress we can go to the (laughs) uh we can go to the next pick uh that that raymond has it's another game that you know people are clamoring for and that's uh troy you like troy plus seven against south carolina oh absolutely rip the names off the jersey which team is better is it actually south carolina i don't think so uh they scored 10 against kentucky 13 against georgia 20 against ecu uh averaging less yards on offense and more yards allowed on defense than troy Troy do they still have a grad assistant at quarterback I think that was only for the one week, uh, but they could probably oh, use okay. it. Uh, so their quarterback, Zeb Noland, uh, it's, has is 400 a and, yeah, 407 yards on the season. Troy's QB, Taylor Powell, has 1,008. Not great, but a lot better than Zeb Noland. So I think Troy's a better team here. I think they can go on the route and get a win. It's another money line game, plus seven. I got to say, never met a Zeb before. 
That's a first. Never met a Zeb I didn't like. Z E B. Z E B. They went through the list of names. What do you think it's long for? I think that's his nickname. It might be like Zebraham or something. Is is it short for Zebra? (laughs) (laughs) We're calling him Zebra. So why? (laughs) You don't like Zebra in this spot? Too much. Too much. I don't know. I just think Uh, Troy's going to have the motivation. The skill players aren't any better for South Carolina, so there's no reason to give them any points. Take the full touchdown. I I honestly don't know anything about Troy. Shane Beamer is an angry man. That's all I know about South Carolina. He's offended by everything. Yeah, because his team sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Any anything that's said, he's going to use it for motivation for his team. South Carolina is in a bad sort. They're like sneaky, becoming the new like Vanderbilt of the SEC. Like they're not good. They haven't been good for a long time. Uh, But fortunately, Clemson is also not good anymore. So that could be like a subtle (laughs) relief. But who knows? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to let you talk about this game anymore because I just don't give a shit. We're going to go to the next game on Kaffer's slate, which uh, is actually a pretty good one. I'm on the opposite side of this, and so is the Bear. And you like you like Michigan plus one and a half at Wisconsin. Yeah, so this is, like, Rainman already touched on it. This is his dogs that can win outright this weekend week. To me, this week is all about trusting your eyes and what you've seen so far. Ooh, an eye test so week. So if anyone, if anyone has watched college football in the last few weeks, you know one thing and one thing for sure, and that it's Graham Mertz is the <laughs> worst five-star quarterback in the entire maybe country. in the history of college and football. Maybe in the history of college football because holy shit, he's so bad. He's very uh, bad. I, I don't like. I don't. I don't understand what Paul Chris is doing. Like I, I, I think you he's walking around with his dick in his hand. That's what he's doing. But there is nothing redeeming about how he plays the quarterback position. Like he is panicked in the pocket. He has happy feet. He doesn't make good reads. He's automatically thrown into coverage. Like it's just like the worst thing I've ever seen. And when I watched that game last week, and I was not on Wisconsin, but I was on the under. And it was horrifying to watch him play quarterback in the fourth quarter. And I can't you hear that worry about pick they gave, up, they gave up 31 off turnovers. <laughs> Unbelievable. So I, like, last weekend, my thought process was this line is so huge. You probably favor Wisconsin here in this spot, but you can't bet on him because you're, you're betting on Graham Mertz. This week I moved to, it's not a I can't bet on that person. I'm auto fading that person for the rest of the season until he proves <laughs> me otherwise. Um, I'm actually I, signed I'm off on this. I'm slightly pick. concerned that this is that this is Michigan's first road test. I think Bear touched on this, um, but again, Graham Mertz is playing quarterback for Wisconsin. Um, Cade McNamara has been fine. The rushing offense for Michigan has been incredible, um, and I just. Don't think you can consider how bad Graham Mertz is. I will never forgive Graham Mertz because I hammered Illinois, I hammered Illinois last season in his first ever game, and he threw four fucking touchdowns in the first half, and then never did anything close to that ever again. <laughs> and Graham Mertz game. really does. Graham Mertz and I guess DJU to, to uh, similar. They represent the other end of this NIL shit, where like there's people who are in bet. Like, what if you were a business that decided to associate your brand with? Graham Mertz's brand of football. But here's why I like Wisconsin in this spot. Notre Dame 
could pass the ball and they could move the ball with explosive plays. Michigan's two best wide receivers are Ronnie Bell, who's hurt, and Xavier Worthy, who transferred to Texas. I don't think they can move the ball besides running it, and I do think Wisconsin is that is their fucking game. If you, it, I think you look at the total, it's 43 points. You're betting on Michigan in a spot where one, everyone was down on Michigan until this year, and people are I'm still sort still. they're sort of wondering down. how good they are. But I just, I see, think they're good. I see this as a game that's just like. This is Wisconsin's type of game, man. It's like a grinded out, low scoring game. They're going to be three yards at a time. And here's and Graham Mertz. How could he possibly That's be fourth worse? And one. How could he possibly be worse than last week? It's impossible. Well, Give me Michigan twenty three seventeen with the like, cover. Because all he's done is be worse. Like okay, so throw Graham Mertz out the window. Wisconsin has. I, been I think Wisconsin, plenty of people fit. in Wisconsin would love to do that. Wisconsin has has been horrible as a home favorite under Paul Chris. They are 16 and 21 against the spread under him. Hmm. 10 and 9 against the spread under Paul Chris after a loss. He doesn't play well against ranked teams. This is a good point. I think he's I think he's just an average head football coach. Um, oh. And and say what you want about say what you want about Harbaugh because we all know how bad Harbaugh has done at Michigan and how much i think the michigan boosters probably want harbaugh gone every single second of every single day i don't think he's, he like, turned the program around it was in paul the cellars before been, he took over paul chris is very lucky that there are coaches who are overshadowing his horribleness because he's just very average head football coach i think that's true i think i'm not signed off on these takes wisconsin without paul chris would be a lot worse of a team graham merch just isn't the answer but no one knew that coming out of high school he was a five-star recruit and you can't not play him if you're Wisconsin. You have to bring let the five star recruits get their get their playing time. Otherwise, you won't get more. I, Are you scared yeah. about the defensive line of Wisconsin against Michigan's offensive line? Yes, very scared. I'm terrified. But I'm banking on Paul. Like I'm banking on him throwing two pick sixes, and it's just an easy cover at that point. Man, <laughs> you 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 know what? I don't think he's it's, that bad. You, so you he's think he's bad. gonna do? You like, think he's gonna do a Gorantano two weeks in a row? That's I mean, it's a bold play, but it's honestly, who knows? The guy's He's thrown so, more touchdowns to other teams seen than he has to his own. He, he, he has one so TD bad. versus six interceptions this year, which is fucking crazy, even if you're it's blindfolded. Impossible. It's like, impossible. Yeah, it's uh, not possible in college football. This isn't, so, like, this isn't some like third-string quarterback in the NFL playing against just grown men who are making their paychecks. Like This is a kid playing against other kids that are not good at what they do, and he can't beat them. You know, just a bunch of shitty kids having a great time out there. You know, I, I agree with the Bear in terms of, like, the unranked team getting points at home. The total like, is wild. The total yeah. is 43 and a so, half. The total is wild. You got to go under but, here. You know, I, I still still <laughs> yeah, respect your pick, Capper. We might go head to head. And now we're going to go. Uh, this is sadly the best game on Rain Man's slate. And it's. Uh, you like I actually don't Tennessee, agree with that. The Tennessee Volunteers plus three. At Mizzou, you're you're riding with the hypel hypel train. You like Tennessee? Do you think I they're like gonna this. outright here? Because you said they're all gonna yeah, outright. Yeah, every every single game is an outright potential at least, and which is gonna get exciting later. But Tennessee plus three at Mizzou. Uh, I think Tennessee's a different team with Hendon Hooker at quarterback. We saw it when he came in. Uh, they, I mean, they did get shellacked by Florida, but a lot of teams will get shellacked by Florida. 
Uh, I think he brings a dynamic to this team that they just didn't have with Joe Milton. Joe Milton was a terrible quarterback at Michigan, terrible quarterback at Tennessee. Hennon Hooker is going to bring this program back to life, uh, plus three at Mizzou. No reason to think Tennessee's not the better team. Mizzou's averaging 452 yards given up on defense. That's a lot. Tennessee only 325. I think that's the big difference maker here. I like this. I didn't have the stones to take it. I, I mean, it's on me. And that's on so me. Mizzou, that's on I you. guess like, the truth. So Mizzou's, the truth. Mizzou's coming back. Mizzou's coming back home after Off a loss. A, a really Boston great College game backup Boston quarterback College. in overtime. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, Boston College might be good, but they're not backup quarterback losing the SEC good. So I'm sorry, yeah, Mizzou. I think better luck next year. I do think uh, I like Eli. I like Eli Drinkwitz. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to trust Tennessee. It's interesting that you do. I do like Hendon Hooker. He's the truth. But they We've just been on have, him I don't since know. year one I feel on like this podcast. That, but I do think that there's like, uh, and this was something, they, there's something to the fact that both of these teams are probably looking through their schedule. They all really want to make a bowl game, and they both circled this game as like, yeah, it's fun to make the bowl game. We gotta <laughs> we need win this win. fucking game. <laughs> Uh, that is very, so very that, true. Also, Mizzou at home has a bit of a history of big wins, but I don't know if this even qualifies for that anymore. I think I think in terms of trajectory, you're looking at Missouri being way better than Tennessee in the future because of the, their head coach. But right Drinkwitz, now, I, I like him. Pretty, I think it's a pretty even playing field for these two teams this weekend, so I definitely could see an upset here. Upset, points. Like I mean, upset. upset. Upset, quote upset. Quote. Yeah, yeah like light the world the on field. fire. Like, You'll get shit. plus 135 betting on Tennessee. That's not terrible. I could see this one. It's I actually fine. like that. Uh, this is – let's go back. So, Kaffer only picked good games this week, which I'm actually pleased with because this is one of the best college football slates we've had I did, time. which is a problem. Yeah. But I tell you, you know, Kaffer was lazy in his picks. And this is – so, this is a game that, Kaffer, I know you've been toying with, so I want to hear where you're at. It's you like uh, – Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Uh, last week I talked about Spencer Sanders regressing, and what did he do? He fucking lit oh, Kansas no. State up. Oh, Capper, no. Over 300 yards. Uh, I saw on Reddit that that a Baylor fan broke in and left a bear at midfield in Stillwater, which is the dumbest shit I've not. ever fucking heard. Uh, they did not. They did. They Jesus. left a bear. Someone left a bear at midfield. <laughs> Jesus. So you can only imagine how furious, because nothing else is going like the on duck in that at place. Ohio so it must State be headline up. fucking news. But I, Oklahoma State. Well, this is Baylor coming off of a upset Oklahoma against State Iowa is very State. Good. Uh, Baylor shouldn't have beaten Iowa State. I think Iowa State beat themselves. I think Baylor. I like their defense. Aranda's doing an admirable job. But I think I'm glad Mike, you touched on that. Yeah, I think Mike Gundy is sick. Uh, Mike Gundy is used to be Oklahoma State being a ranked team. He's sick of them not being a ranked team. It looks like he finally – the defense is clearly good, a little banged up, I think, but the offense is putting it together. I've talked about this game a lot because I think it's interesting, but what's your read, Capper? Um, so I, I like that you touched on it. Baylor is good. They're playing very good football right now. Um, Dave Aranda has all the buttons working. But take a little deep dive into the schedule they've played so far. It's not good. Um, I know they beat Iowa State last weekend, but it's like a better you said, win than Iowa most State, teams have right now. Iowa State was not good in the first half. In the second half, 
Iowa State gave up 60 total yards to Baylor, trying to claw and fight their way back into that game. They dominated them after making changes at the half. Baylor beat Texas Southern and Texas State and, and whoever Kansas else they beat. Kansas 45 to 7. Those good are not good football bad teams. teams is all you can do. Um, I, I like Jerry Bohannon. I think he's kind of just played some average teams so far. Um, he did not do anything in the second half last weekend against Iowa State. But I, I think like this boils down to like where where are the programs right now and who is at home? Like this is a huge home game for Oklahoma State, especially like starting out the season 4-0. They're, they have a chance to go 5-0 for the first time in five years. Um, they beat Baylor last year by 40 points. Hmm. They like Baylor has not closed that gap in that short amount of time. It's just not possible. Like Spencer Sanders, like I think we've talked about it. Spencer Sanders has not been great in the last few years, but Jalen Warren is really fucking good. He dominated against Boise State. He crushed. You know, you know who's State better than Jalen Warren? 127 yards against Kansas State. 218 against Boise. Um. I I like I don't think Bay, like Baylor has enough juice to like keep this game close. Okay, cap 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 in Stillwater. This is my sixth at pick. night. I like there's Baylor. not enough there. I was so close to picking Baylor plus three and a half, and the reason why is because I actually think yeah, Jalen Warren's been good, but you know who else has been good? Smith for Baylor, Abram Smith, four hundred thirteen yards, five touchdowns of the season. Jalen Warren, three eighty seven, four touchdowns. So you have a better running back edge on Baylor at least from the metrics themselves. But the kicker is. The yards rushing per game, I don't care who you play. Baylor is averaging 273 yards a game. No, not when you're averaging 273. I think Baylor could absolutely outright this game. It's so. I'll take the like, points, though. Everyone is pretty impressed by the Baylor offense so far. Texas State, 120th ranked defense in F+. Kansas, 123rd ranked defense in F+. Like, who can't score on those guys? Yeah. Who can't? perform efficiently on those guys and and let's Baylor not forget can. speaking of scoring on kansas that's a segue here yeah we got a we got a new we got uh rain man's last pick which is uh you are taking mateo durant plus 20 at unc so duke Absolutely. plus 20 well, at well unc said, and also uh, don't think that unc this is a coming terrible off. money line play either Duke could yeah. absolutely beat UNC. Uh, Duke should be 4-0 this year. I know that they lost to Charlotte. If you watch the game, they should have won that by at least 10 points. Then they destroyed Kansas. They destroyed Northwestern and some other cupcake. But uh, Mateo Durant averaging six yards per carry still after four games, eight touchdowns on the year, uh, 247 yards on the ground. UNC just got blown out by Georgia Tech. There is no reason to think all because, like, love Sam Howell. How the whole thing. Uh, but – UNC's not I that good this less. year. And Duke in a rivalry game. Capper, what do we do in a rivalry game? Home dogs dogs bark money? Well, I was going to toss them out. I was just going to toss them out. Oh, toss them. We're, awesome. we're, we're throwing out the records here. So we're going to toss them out. We're taking Duke money line. We're also taking Duke plus 20. Uh, Mateo Durant, he might be the best offensive player in the game better than Sam Howell. So I am very excited oh, to watch fuck. this one. Off. Six uh, yards a carry. Even 247 yards I, a game. Six yards per carry, eight touchdowns. That's he's good. I do. I will say, I do find it fascinating that these teams and and it's just like these teams that sort of like had a surprising year last year. So like UNC 
Indiana, Iowa State to an extent yep. that came yep. back with all no, their issues this year. I think it just goes to show that like you really only Bama can do it. Like not all these schools, even if they're really good, are just also capable maybe just loading, a bit of a weird year just last year. Just yeah. a little weird year. Uh, I don't know. Like, do, uh, would you give twenty points yeah, in a rivalry game to UNC? Kind of fake experience last year or something. I don't know. There's something weird to it. I don't. I don't disagree. I do think like. Uh, I think it's the twenty does the twenty gives me some pause, man. That's like, a lot of points. It's a lot of points. If you had, if you had like put me on the shoulder points. last week, what's the line going to be? I would have said UNC minus eight. I think, yeah. I think the one thing you look at when you have a, a rushing attack like Duke is Mateo Durant is going to shorten this game because, like, they're going to pound the ball with him. Like, And even if he can't pick up first downs, like, he is going to get handoffs every single play. Clock's going to run. And so, yeah, the clock is going to be moving. You try to shorten it. You try to keep it close. And, you know, I I, I think this one makes sense. I I don't know. It's a little scary because, like, I think we all know how good UNC can be, but they've been bad this year. Like, I think they, it's also the tr- first true rivalry game of, of the year. Stop. For them? No, for any team. Like, we haven't had, like, UTOU yet. We haven't had Iowa, Bama Auburn. State. We haven't had Florida, Florida State. Iowa, Iowa State counts. Fair. Yeah, there's probably and, so and, who won, and who won that game? About. The dog. If, dog. if you had like if you had like eight fewer glasses of wine, you'd be able to Duke, think of so North many more Carolina examples. football best best rivalry game so far. Come on, yeah, what a rivalry! rivalry. What a heated rivalry. Even, rivalry! I don't even know if they're um, real rivals. Bring last the victory bell, Capper. The, We're not last game it. on the slate for Capper, you have Kentucky plus eight and a half against Florida. Are they at Florida or at home? They're at home. Uh, Kentucky, which is arguably the least disciplined team in Division One, they've had just some fucking bullshit going on. So it's great that they're facing Florida, who has, of course, is always a pristine reputation. Um, so I guess how many how many people get stabbed during this game? Uh, I'm a little scared about Will Levis and how he plays the quarterback position. I don't think he's great, but Kentucky is one of those teams that is like always solid. And always does enough to keep games close. And I think eight and a half here is too much in a game that I think they get really up for because, like, this is their first true test in the SEC East at home against a Florida team that has been really good this season. Um, I don't know. Like, I think I just defer to the rush game here. I, like, Chris Rodriguez Jr. has been great. Cavazier Smoke is obviously amazing because, f- fuck, how can, I, how can you not be with that name? Um, I didn't do a whole lot of notes on this game, but I can tell. You saw that you saw the trash can in the gator, didn't you? <laughs> I did. The tra- the guy the the, you d- saw the guy who trapped you? an alligator. The gator in a trash went in the can. trash can. That's the reason. You reef. saw that shit. That's the reason. You know what? I bet on I bet on I bet a lot of money for less reason than that. So That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I I like I cannot say anything bad about Dan Mullen. I can't say anything bad about Florida anymore because like they've proven Everything that I thought, like I thought they would take a little regression here this year um, after how good they were last year with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, and that offense was insane. But Dan Mullen has proven himself that he is one of the best offensive minds in college football. That offense has not skipped a beat. Like They just keep no, right, good for the job over and over and over again. And it's just like, at this point, I think try to keep in- games close against them. Like, they, like they're going to be... 
a problem for Georgia, I think. I really think they will be. This, that will be Georgia's first real test on offense. I heard they're getting – I know Florida's getting a couple of players back. Uh, Kentucky, they, they play okay, but I also think that's a program that has some rot in there. Like, I well, think that – they don't have rot, but they have a they have a ceiling. They have a definite ceiling. Like they just can they can only be so good. Florida or Kentucky can only do so much. We'll see. You're Eight in and a half Kentucky. There's nothing there for for college football players. I'm sorry. I like this similar. This is sort of similar to what we were talking about before, um, which is just like uh, like similar Maryland Iowa. You have a tough team versus an explosive team, and. I the Joe I like I always like an explosive team, uh, depending depending on the spot, because uh, I mean it's one of those things where if uh, Florida gets up twenty one nothing twenty one three oh if if they're up if they're up fourteen nothing it's probably over yeah like Kentucky uh, has to control the ground the game on the ground, run some clock, eat up yards, pick up third downs, I think yep. they do it but I don't know like I. I think this is a possible game that Florida is a little disinterested in because, like, they're way better than Kentucky. Yeah, we'll see. I I don't I don't mind it. Let's go. Let's just recap. Uh, let's recap the slate one more time. Rayman, give me your picks. All right, so we're doing four road dogs, and we're taking them all in the spread and money line parlay just to try to retire. Southern Miss plus two and a half at Rice. <laughs> Troy plus seven at South Carolina. Tennessee plus three at Missouri. And don't be scared of this one. Duke plus twenty at UNC. Pretty scared. scared. Uh, Capper, give me give me your slate. We'll go big rubber. Maryland plus three and a half versus Iowa. Michigan plus one and a half at Wisconsin. Oklahoma State minus three and a half versus Baylor. Kentucky plus eight and a half at home versus Florida. All right, I dog slate for. Sounds like some winners, boys. But now let's uh, let's have a little fun. Let's get to uh, let's get to the picks. Let's get to the picks that uh, if you listened to them last week, might have made you a lot of fucking money. And that is the squeeze <laughs> picks. Hey, Capper! Fast forward. It's Friday afternoon. You're watching the games. What are you doing on your phone? Scrolling Twitter. No. Oh, that's right. We're over at BYBW Podcast on Instagram, going viral with the hottest memes that have ever hit the application. Wow. Yeah. Forget WhatsApp. Forget Facebook Messenger. Instagram. BYBW Podcast. That's it. That's a take. Is that a 30 seconds? <laughs> Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do. No, so dog. We some dogs. We ain't no puppies. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! All right, these are the squeeze picks. Uh, they're for any person who wants to just squeeze out a little extra action. Um, and to get things started, we're going with the king of the hill. And I just like I can't stress this enough how incredible our run has been with the, our king of the hill picks. You, the listeners, have created a system that, frankly, we could not dream to be more successful. And you guys are. One in twelve are our king of the hell picks. You are our one in twelve. You keep us afloat against this against. So this week, I decided to go with a ringer. I decided to go to the ringer. We're going with an old friend, and that is our uh, our, our our former king of the hill picker, the only person to ever pick a winner in this segment. 
I'm talking about Parvicolis. Uh, it's Latin. Look it up. Yes. Most weeks, the best way to win money by listening to this podcast is not by listening to what Cap has to say. And I promise you, it's definitely not listening to whatever garbage Rain Man spouts. It's by betting directly against the King of the Hill. Who's shot? This week, Parvacolis, one-time winner of the King of the Hill, is back. And I've got a, a good bet for you guys. Capper and Rain Man overthink things. The best way to win in college football is simply by <laughs> So this week, I'm taking the Rice Southern Miss game. Usually most weeks, Rice, I would tell you to bet on Rice. They're from Texas. <laughs> oh, God. But against Southern Mississippi? No, they don't have a chance. What? Southern Mississippi's going by 40 points. That's it. Parvacola's out. Oh, my God. He picked my game. Oh, wow. He picked, he picked my rubber. Holy shit. Oh, let's he go. Literally one, an, entire, let's do it. an entire slate of games, and he picks the same shitty fucking game that you picked. Dude, it's the right pick. Uh, I'm telling you, Southern Miss over Rice. Let's go. Something has to give here. This is uh, this is crazy. This is as far as uh, immovable object versus, I don't know, the yeah. other immovable object. Um, <laughs> as far as his logic, not going to touch that. Uh, <laughs> I think we should just uh, move like, on. Free country, it's his right, but I'll say one and twelve against the spread. Parv, uh, I got it's not. What? How are you feeling about this raid, man? This is tough. This is a tough look. Well, for he's you. he's won it before. Yeah, he picked other That's miss, true. right? Yeah, he's, he's been won there, it before. I'm fine. Before. I'm feeling good about it. We're gonna uh, be two we, and twelve, and we've certainly talked about this game. We've given way too much, too, way too many words to the Rice Southern yeah, Miss you game. Hear about I, Powell, there's one more the quarterback game. Well, there's one more general squeeze pick I want to talk about, which is uh, the Notre Dame-Cincy game. It was which an interesting line. So Cincinnati's at Notre Dame, two and a half. Um, they're, it's Cincy minus two and a half at Notre Dame. Uh, I know my read in this one. I'm curious what you guys think. Oh, my God. This is the fifth game on my board. Also fits the theme. I'm going to be playing it. Give me Notre Dame. Money line as a dog again. Like, I, there's no reason why Cincinnati should be favored in this game. Notre Dame has exceeded all expectations this year. They've actually looked pretty good. Uh, 41-13 against Wisconsin, 27-13 against Purdue. They beat a good Toledo team. Yeah, people still remember that FSU game, but throw that one out because that, that was Mackenzie Milton's moment. It's over. Uh, I think Notre Dame is very good. I think they beat Cincinnati pretty easily here. I... Oh man, I disagree. Could I want to take. Disagree I, more. I want to take. I want to take a Cincinnati like alt line by twenty points. Honestly, I think they're going to beat the ever loving fucking shit out of this team. What makes you ever, think Cincinnati's a better team? Because Notre Dame's given up twenty sacks in four games, sure. and they have not played against a good quarterback yet. Cincinnati has NFL players. Cincinnati has <laughs> NFL Cincinnati's players played Miami, on their Ohio, defense. Murray State, and Indiana. Which is yeah. Fine. And, and they won. They also played Georgia also down to the wire out. last year. Georgia at home at Notre Dame. This is so for Notre Dame. This is their. This is just like another grinding game after Wisconsin. I do think you're looking. I I honestly think you throw out the Notre Dame Wisconsin score because Graham Mertz gave up garbage touchdowns that frankly will not happen with Desmond Ritter, who's a very very good college quarterback. 
I think you have a good college quarterback that controls the game. You have Notre Dame, who's still down a backup tackle, and now they're going to be playing against some motherfuckers who can get Yeah, but that didn't it. matter last week. Also, and I, and I thought it was. So Desmond Ritter, great college quarterback. I had him at 41 Heisman in our, like, pre-week zero show. He is 748 yards on the year, seven touchdowns, two ends. Jack Cohen... Nearly a thousand yards passing, nine touchdowns to two interceptions. So he's actually got better number than Desmond Ritter. It's, it's with Cone. He's schedule. not one of the it's chosen. It's just Cone, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, uh, what did I say? I don't think you had a mitzvah. I, uh, I think. I, uh, what's your recapper? The best part about this game this weekend is the Notre Dame defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman. Yes. Came over from Cincy. They poached him. And the players are furious about it. They. Yeah. Like, they have not minced words or, like, packed punches on this thing. Like, they are just like, fuck this dude. I We are going to destroy you because you left us. And we're going to make it to the college football playoff because you left us. And, I like, that- there's nothing else to it that matters except for that. Because, like, the players are super motivated to prove that, one, they are a national contender. And, two, they're way better than Notre Dame, who... Like, why would you leave Cincinnati? The two and a half. Well, obviously, you'd leave for money, but. Two and a half told me everything I needed to know. When when Notre Dame wasn't favored in this game, it was a fucking wrap. And I think, I don't know. We can go Publix ahead and a little bit on, on Cincy. Publix a little bit on Cincy. Uh, I, I don't know. If they do court, beat Notre Joe Dame, though, then the path but, of the college football playoff opens wide up. They have to beat But, UCF like, honestly, side. like, the all this podcast, everything we've done so far is fucking bullshit. Because the only thing that matters is this four team or this if you bet my four-teamer last week, you would have made a shit ton of money because I hit my four-teamer last week. Every plotted, fucking plotted, pick. Plotted. Ten to one. Woo! So I'm I'm down for a correction, but I'm still sticking with it, and I know you guys are going to fucking despise these picks. I can't wait. Uh, we're starting out Texas minus five at TCU. Love, 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 love the horns in this spot because this is a game about jerseys and biases. Texas is a better team and a more impressive team, but TCU has beat them seven out of the past nine years. But if you look at otherwise, in the past five years, TCU is 19 and 21 (laughs) against the Big 12. So Texas, right now, they're looking at TCU as almost like a boogeyman. And what I'm saying is I think they've been outcoached by... They've been been thoroughly... They've been thoroughly outcoached by TCU, um, and I'm betting that they aren't going to be outcoached this game, and I'm also betting on B. John Robinson being by far the best athlete and player in this game. Uh, I think Texas covers by the five. I think Texas runs it up. Uh, that win against next, Texas Tech was very impressive. Next game, we got, you're going to, oh, I love it. Florida State minus four and a half versus Cuse. I'm doing it. I'm doing Dude, it. I'm, I'm, we, I, what I, did we say last week about this? I, I said I would never do it again, but I can't stop myself. I, I don't know if Nor. I think Norvell will stop. The, you're going to spell Norvell at most with four L's. I think he's going to finally get a W. Uh, he's I, putting I, it in for the wow. USF program right now. It's I think wild. this is honestly like a let now off of four. I think it's a letdown spot for Cuse. I think the fact that they have Schrader playing who cannot pass the ball. He had 56 yards. He had 50. He had 77 yards passing six of 15 against a big win against Liberty. Uh, Syracuse can run the ball, but that's all they can do. I actually like Florida State's defensive line. I think they can get in the backfield. And I think because Syracuse is so one dimensional, 
Um, and the fact that Florida State, they slept walk in the first half and then they would have won the game if they played up to their potential. I think this is the correction game. They can win this game by 10 points and they will. Friends don't um, let friends bet on Florida question. State. Uh, Joe, by all means, go bet on them. My, my question, any thoughts on programs being built on excuses? Uh... You can't build a program on an excuse. You simply can't. Good but good a, a program, a program built on an excuse <laughs> is still better than Q's. Uh Next one, we oh, got nice. Kent State minus sixteen and a half versus Bowling Green. Bowling Green is two and two. Kent State is one and three. But in Bowling Green is coming off one of their biggest program wins in forever. They they beat Minnesota as thirty one point underdogs. Kent State has lost to Iowa, A and M, and Maryland. They have played very very good teams. And I just think this is what a what a breath of fresh air it will be playing against a MAC team now. Uh, they Kent State has uh, Dustin Crum, who is an All MAC quarterback selection. Bowling Green has 124th best offense in the country. I think you'd have to be insane to lay as many points as I am in this spot. But when I saw it was Kent State getting 16 and a half, I think it tells the whole story. Um, I, I like a let down here. Yep. Uh, the last last game I like, and this is one that. Uh, Last week, if you listened to me, I told you guys to take NC State money line against Clemson, and I did that. It was nice. Uh, this is, I think, I'm gonna do it again this week with BC getting plus 15 at Clemson. Uh, Clemson is still ranked because people don't want to believe, don't want to believe what they're seeing. Um, and and as I told Capper before yeah. the pod, the it's like that old MySpace quote: when when some when someone shows you their true selves, believe them. <laughs> uh even with a backup quarterback love, love also uh boston college is just a well-coached team and this is a dead season for clemson i don't know i think the vibe is off i don't i think the motivation is a little bit off um and this number i got from action network that i really liked was uh road underdogs getting seven or more points in a conference game with a closing total of 48 or below are 60 percent against the spread since 2005 it's pretty vague but I think in a low-storing game with this many points, BC can score the ball even though they're with a backup quarterback. DJU beat Boston College last year, but not by much. They showed moxie against Mizzou, BC did, and coming from behind. And I like this I, I like this line better than the Ole Miss line, mostly because Clemson is not – they lost Will Shipley. They have no juice. They, ha, they don't – like I said last week, they don't have anyone that they can rely on to get a first down. And BC seems is the opposite. They seem to know how to produce first downs. So I just like, I I kind of like a little money line, but the fifteen feels like a lock to me. And and that's that's the four teamer this week, boys. We got Texas hey, minus five. We got game, Florida like State it. minus four and a half. Texas minus six. Uh, Kent State minus sixteen and a half. And BC plus fifteen. Woo! Yeah, it's a shame you're betting on Florida State. Otherwise, I'm kind of signed off again. I would say it's up to minus five, actually. Ugh. Dude. I'm telling you, Syracuse in a letdown place in a, with a one-dimensional quarterback. Florida State, I think, like, Mike Norvell's going to, like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, why? Stop. Don't Cut him say off. that. Just, Cut his just mic. say it to us. Cut his mic. He's going to – as soon as We've I brought enough. him up, I – it was funny as like I said, I think Mike Norvell's going to, and then I just stopped and I was like, oh, I don't fuck. know what the fuck he's going to do. I just like, I don't know what he's going to do. Mike Norvell's going to make an excuse for why his team sucks. That's, that's what he's going to do.